0: Welcome to the X Plus One Podcast, where we meet you where you are with Jesus Christ and seek to take you one step closer to Him. I'm your host, Luke Metzler, and today I want to talk about the importance of fighting for what matters most. Now, at the beginning of this year, I had the privilege of going to Passion. And Passion, for those of you who don't know, is a Christian conference for young adults. I think it's ages 18 through 24, and it's held in Atlanta, Georgia. Now, the event hosts roughly 30,000 young adults in one space where we get to worship God and hear from some of the most well-known speakers in the country. It's truly a one-of-a-kind event and one that has been so, so transformative for me because I will tell you, I have felt the presence of God so strongly at that conference, different from any place else. And I say that because it's it's really impossible not to when everyone around you has their hands raised and lives surrendered to the Lord. Even more so when It's just the vocals, you know, when you're doing worship, and it's just the vocals, and you can hear 30,000 people singing praises to God. Like, it truly gives me chills just talking about it. Anyways, I mention all this because at Passion this year, my man, Mr. Tim Tebow, spoke. And if you know anything about Tim Tebow, you know that man is full of passion. And sure enough, that's what he preached on. He explained in his sermon that the word passion means the extent to which one is willing to suffer. He said it is the degree of difficulty you are willing to endure for something or someone. And what Thibaut did is he painted a picture of passion in the light of endurance and suffering, which wasn't something I had heard before. And what was interesting is Thibaut didn't question our willingness as people to endure or suffer. He acknowledged our willingness to put our bodies through great pain, and great suffering, whether that be in the gym, working out, or in childbirth, Tebow knew we as people are very willing to endure and suffer for what we care about, for what we're passionate about. So he didn't question our willingness to endure, suffer in general, rather he questioned our willingness to endure and suffer for what matters. He questioned our willingness to be passionate about what, or should I say who, matters most to be passionate about Christ. In fact, I went back last night to rewatch his sermon and the exact question he posed was what will be the greatest passion of your life in other words what are you willing to fight for and how much are you willing to endure and suffer for it i think these questions build off what i talked about in my podcast on friday on persecution and godliness because in that podcast which i guess if you haven't listened to it yet i highly encourage you to go and listen to it but anyways In that podcast, I talked about how persecution is a product of godliness. And that means that if you seek to live a godly life in Christ Jesus, guess what? You're going to be persecuted. You're going to have to endure. You're going to have to suffer. Now, I bring all this up and I pose these questions because I don't think we as believers, myself included, are presently fighting for the right things. And even if we are, I don't think we exhibit nearly as much passion as we should. We're not willing to endure and suffer for Christ nearly as much as we are other things like weightlifting and childbirth. Thibaut touched on this admitting that he feels like the greatest passion of his life up until this point has been sports rather than Jesus. He admitted that he felt like he had been fighting for the wrong things in his life, fighting harder for roster spots on football teams than for souls in the kingdom. And I remember that hit me so hard because Like I said, I see Tim Tebow as one of the most passionate guys for Christ in the world. And so when he said he's not passionate enough, then I thought, man, I have exponential room for growth in that area. Now, there's a short story in Scripture that I think embodies Tebow's talk perfectly. It's a story of someone full of passion for God who is willing to suffer and endure greatly for what matters most. And that story is of a man named Shammah found in 2 Samuel chapter 23. His story only takes up two verses, verses 11 and 12, but I find them to be so incredibly powerful, and hopefully you will too. So in these verses, we're told that the Philistines gathered together at Lehi, where there was a plot of ground full of lentils. And the men, the men being the army of Israel, fled from the Philistines. They ran away. Verse 12, but Shama took his stand in the midst of the plot and defended it and struck down the Philistines. And the Lord worked a great victory. So you wonder why I love this story? I love it because Shammah was a man who was willing to fight for what mattered. And he was willing to go so far as to die for it. And you know what that was? That was a stinking beanbag lentils in those verses are beans people beans for some reason this man shama though all his fellow soldiers in the israelite army fled was willing to take a stand in the middle hear that the middle of a bean patch a bean patch by himself against a whole army and defend it that's crazy now you ask why why defend a bean patch why risk your life for that why did it matter why was it important. Well, it was God's. That's why it was his. See, Shama wasn't fighting for the beans in the patch necessarily. He was fighting for the owner of the beans. He was fighting for the Lord's land. That's what mattered most. It didn't matter how small or unimportant the land may have seemed. Shama was willing to fight and die for a stinking bean patch, and he was willing to do so because it was God. Now, I'm sure his fellow soldiers felt like he, is, he was foolish, like he was on some suicide mission. I mean, this guy took on a whole army over a bean patch, people. Like, I, I'm sorry, but you truly are crazy. Or should I say passionate? See, Shama was passionate about the right things. He was passionate about the Lord and defending his kingdom, no matter what it was and what it cost. If it was important to God, it was important to Shamma, and we ought to emulate that passion. See, I just imagine Shama taking his stand in the middle of that bean patch all by himself and looking this large Philistine army in the face and saying, hey, this land doesn't belong to you. These are the Lord's beans, baby. <laughs> in all seriousness, someone needs to hear that today just because The times are different doesn't mean an enemy doesn't exist attacking you, seeking to take the land that the Lord has given you. And you need to look the enemy dead in the eye and tell him, look, you have no authority here. This land doesn't belong to you. Now, I'm saying all this today on the back burner of something I've realized here recently. And what I've realized, I think, is the the primary scheme of the devil, at least here in the United States. I put myself in his shoes and I thought, man, if I wanted to destroy society, which Satan does, I'd go after the biggest institutions of it. I'd go after governments and education systems, which we're seeing him do. And biggest and most important of all, at least to me, I'd go after family. And aren't we seeing that right now? The enemy attacking families. Families are broken everywhere. Marriages are just awful. So many ending in divorce and That's whether you're Christian or not. And since marriages are so weak, families are so weak, which has resulted in the most lost and rebellious generation of kids that we've ever seen. And since there's no one walking with them, encouraging them, and reminding them who they are in Christ, we are seeing more and more kids choose to change their identity and their God-given sexuality altogether because they're lost and broken and their parents are lost and broken. Point is, the institution of the family is just so, so broken and lost. It's being destroyed as I speak. And if the family's broken, everything that comes from it is broken, which is why I think our culture is so, so broken. And all of this is because the enemy has done his due diligence in seeking to destroy the institution. Of family, but I'll tell you that is something I'm willing to fight for and fighting for right now. I will suffer greatly and endure so much to fight for God's image and institution of family. And we all need to do that in some way. Some of you married folks listening right now need to stand together in the midst of the marriage bean patch and tell the enemy that your marriage doesn't belong to him. You need to stop fighting against each other and resume fighting for each other. And somebody else needs to take their stand in the midst of the education bean patch and tell the enemy, hey, this land doesn't belong to you. No longer am I going to tolerate you encouraging these four five, six year old kids to change their God given sexuality and engage in sinful acts. Absolutely not. This land does not belong to you. And somebody needs to take their stand in the midst of their job, their friendships, whatever it might be, and declare today that this land is God's. This bean patch is his. It's his. And because it's his, we, I, will fight for that. Again, that's why I'm so passionate about people and about family, because that's God's creation. We're all made in his, in his image. We're, we're all sons and daughters of the Most High God, so I will fight For that, I will fight for him. I will endure and suffer great lengths for God's people. God has a specific design for us, for family, for relationship, and I will fight for that. So right now, I'd say that's my bean patch, fighting for people and for family, fighting against culture. Now, yours might be different in in some ways, but we all have a bean patch to fight for. The enemy is far too active in America for you not to to have one. So I ask you again, what are you willing to fight for? And how much are you willing to endure and suffer for it? Let's fight for what matters. Let's fight for the name of Jesus. Let's take our stand in the middle of the bean patch and watch the Lord work great victory. And let us pray for greater courage and greater strength to endure and suffer far more than we are right now for his sake. I'm telling you, the enemy has a firm grip on culture in the U.S. and he's quickly destroying every major institution of society. So it's time for us as believers to take our stance in the middle of that bean patch, the bean patch of culture, just like Shama and fight for Christ, to fight for the institution of family, to fight for the institution of marriage, to fight for the institutions of education and government, fight for the people made in God's image, for the people that God wants a relationship with. That's what matters most. So let's be passionate about that. Let's endure and suffer greatly for that, no matter the cost. Be encouraged because God delights in vindicating the confidence of his people, just like he did for Shammah. For his sake, he will work a great victory when you choose to stand up for him. So stand up. Darkness can't remain dark when it's exposed to the light. So expose the darkness of culture with the light of Christ. Watch God work great victory in your life and even greater in our culture, in our country, in our world. Let's fight for that. Let's be passionate about that. Endure and suffer greatly for that, for him. I love you all. God bless.